and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Friday, April 8th, day two of opening day in Major League Baseball. Hope everybody is well. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and you can find me, as usual, on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. Please send me any thoughts, comments, feedback you have. would love to hear it. And if you don't mind, go to your podcast provider, so Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and rate and review the show. Any five-star ratings would be greatly appreciated. helps get the show exposed to more people and move up the branding board, which is what I'm trying to do. Before I get started, I do want to remind you of the usual uh, Twitter feed, Twitter accounts we have here at Sports Ethos. One is if you're a basketball fan, it's Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball. It is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. You get all the NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. Faster than the competition provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK. And also for, for basketball wagering, we give out basically the starting lineups in every game, any movements of players in and out. It's a great feed to have, very timely, especially if you're looking for fantasy, but as fantasy re- season racks up in basketball for wagering as well. So I would definitely continue using that through the playoffs. On the baseball side, we have Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball, which is going to be the same thing now the baseball season has started. Lineup, movements, thoughts, comments uh, for fantasy baseball, but obviously the wagering angle works as well. It's good to know if there's a last-minute player shift, if there's a last-minute um, lineup shift. So that will definitely help as well. And if you are into props, we have a great partner in Thrive Fantasy. That's T H R. I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or go to thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Basically, you pick the player props on the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. If you're looking for props information, you can check out our Sports Ethos DFS team. Give a lot of basketball DFS props advice, and you'll be getting some of our baseball as well. And we have a regular podcast from that group too. So you can go to your podcast provider to find it, or you can go to our sportsethos.com website. Check out any one of our packages. You get great DFS advice. You can get our wager pass for about 16 bucks a month, so a little more than 50 cents a day. Um, and you can get some fantastic returns on that. We had a great month of March. April starting out pretty well. We basically, uh, if you go into our wager pass, so if you go to sportsethos.com and check out our wager pass. Right now we have uh, basketball going, obviously. We have Major League Baseball starting up. We've got handicappers in there. We've got hockey being handicapped. We have tennis being handicapped. We have Aussie rules football being handicapped. We have a ton of information in there for, like I said, about 16 bucks a month. You can get a fantastic overview of a broad base of games. We have anywhere between six and seven plays a day to upwards of 20 plays a day. So I definitely recommend you check out our package there. So as before we get going and do a quick recap, yesterday um, I was 5-3 and three overall, up 3.8 units. In the NBA, I was 1-0 and hit on the Boston. I ended up getting Boston plus 7.5, uh, and they lost by 6 to Milwaukee, so I covered there. And in the NHL, I was 0 and 2, 
Uh, Columbus lost at home to Philly, which I did not see coming. They beat Philly a couple days ago at Philly, so I thought that was going to be a win the last time. And then the same game, Carly, in Montreal and Jersey, I had Jersey winning in the over going six and a half. The over sailed over six and a half, but unfortunately, Montreal was the winning team in that game. And Major League Baseball started off 4 and 1 with 4.38 uh, units. And I just actually had a personal stolen base prop on Miles Straw getting stolen base, and he got a cash that plus 400. Only put a half unit on that, so I didn't have that in the wager pass. Didn't talk about that in the show, but so I add that to my total, and I actually had a great day in Major League Baseball. I hit uh, with the Cubs at plus 160. I lost on Pittsburgh plus 155. They lost to St. Louis. I hit on the Reds at plus 156 over Atlanta. I hit on Houston at plus 102, beating Joe Otani and the LA Angels, which they did. And then I got Mad Bum, Madison Bumgarner at Arizona plus 120 over San Diego, beating U Darvish uh, in a very good game last night. So 5-3 overall, plus 308. On the week, I'm 9-10 overall, plus 1.34 units. Um, pooped the bed a little bit in the NHL. If I took that out, I'd be having another fantastic week. But it is what it is. Cast a few um, large money line plays yesterday in baseball. I'm going to have a few more today. So that's been doing all right. But again, plus money so far in the week. Let's hope I can ride that through the last day. But let's get to the NBA as the season wraps up this weekend. And a lot of positions in the playoffs are already set, but there's a few few more to be had. So some interesting games. None really jump out of me tonight. We've got Milwaukee starting on the road at Detroit. They played at home yesterday. Milwaukee's a five-point favorite. Sorry, four-and-a-half-point favorite. This opened at five. Uh, total 228-and-a-half. Uh, I was on Milwaukee, but, you know, they, they, they can't come first in the Eastern Conference, and I think they need another win to clinch second, or they may have clinched second, but regardless, I don't, it, it, it's either first or nothing. I don't think they're all that concerned, either of the Celtics. And Giannis is questionable. Grayson Allen's out. Even if he's questionable, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he played much. So, at first blush, this is an easy win for Milwaukee, but if they don't have anything to play for, and Detroit's still playing for their, you know, their position, their, their, their guys are out there playing for their lives, so to speak, but for their spot on the team next year, they might be going hard, especially at home. Uh, for Detroit, Bagley's out, obviously. Jeremy Grant, Corey Joseph is out. Corey Joseph's questionable. So I would lean Milwaukee on this. I may pull the trigger, but I'm not on it. Next game of the night season, Knicks travel to Washington. You can get the Knicks at minus three and a half. They open as three-point favorites, total 223. For the Knicks, uh, the usual cast of characters, Noel, Randall, Reddish, Mitch Robinson, Derek Rose, all out for uh, Washington. The big news here is Porzingis is out. If Porzingis was playing, I would be on Washington. With Porzingis out, uh, Kuzma's out, um, and and Caldwell Pope is out for rest. Not really sure which way to go on this line. Again, if Porzingis was playing, I'd be on Washington. He's not, so it's a fade. Cleveland, it travels to Brooklyn. You can get the Nets at minus 8.5, total 232.5. For the Nets, uh, Curry is probable, so that's good. Hopefully he can get back in the lineup. Uh, Drogic and Harris are out for the Cavs. Jared Allen remains out. Mobley's questionable. Sexton is out, as is Dean Wade. So not really sure. I would probably lean Brooklyn. They're, they're healthy, even without Curry back. They're, they're, they're fairly healthy. Um, but this is just a big spread. Uh, I would lean Brooklyn, but can stay away from this one. Next game sees the Raptors on the back-to-back of two home games. They host Houston tonight. You can get the Raps at minus 11.5. 
and a total of 228. For Houston, Eric Gordon's out. Dennis Schroeder remains out. Christian Wood remains out. For the Raptors, uh, OG Ananobi is out, and Precious Chua is questionable. So I like the Raps here, laying 11.5. Again, not really sure what they're going to be playing for. They get up. They don't need to, uh, although Nick Nurse does like to roll his starters a lot. Maybe look at a um, point prop for someone like Pascal Siakam or Freddie Van Fleet, but not going to touch not going to touch this game in general. Next game is in Miami. This is probably the game of the night if these two teams show up. Miami's already clinched first. They don't really have much to play for. And I think that's why you see this line at what it is. Atlanta's one and a half point favorite on the road at Miami. Total 230. The Hawks are missing uh, John Collins still. And Bogdanovich is questionable. The Heat, by all accounts, are fairly healthy. You know, Deadman's questionable. Caleb Martin's questionable. Marquise Morris is questionable. But they've got um, their big guys going. I just don't think they have anything to play for. I can see them resting them, dressing them, but resting them. Um, at first, I was on the heat in this game. My model has about two and a half point favorite. But I just think that it's going to be a game where they don't care. They've already clinched Eastern Conference. So the guys just sit in the bench and watch. Charlotte travels to Chicago. The Bulls are two and a half point favorite. The total is 234.5. Hayward remains out for the Hornets. And Ball remains out for the Bulls. And Crusoe's questionable lack. Zach, excuse me, Zach Levine is probable. I want to mean the Bulls here. They play better at home. Um, as I said earlier, against elite teams, they don't seem to be able to compete. But against the good or the weaker teams, uh, they seem to be able to compete and they're at home. So I'd lean the Bulls here, but not on this game. The third last game tonight sees the Trailblazers and their G League squad travel to Dallas. Dallas is a 19-point favorite, total of 220. No one really out for Dallas, but uh, Portland has everybody. Bledsoe, Hart, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, uh, Simons, Winslow. Everybody basically who has played for them and counted for anything this year is out. And we see, that's why we see the 19-point kick. I don't, I, I would, I would probably go Portland in this game, to be honest with you. Dallas is going to get up, get up early and probably coast. Luke will probably find himself on the bench for most of the fourth quarter, just resting. And I just think 19 points is way too big. You know, 14, 15, maybe 19 points is way too big. Next game next is in Utah, which I thought would be a good game, but for the reasons I said in Miami, not sure Phoenix. Phoenix doesn't really have anything to play for. So uh, Phoenix travels to Utah. Utah's two and a half point favorite, total 228. By all accounts, everyone's healthy. Uh, no major injuries on either team. So Utah's still battling for positioning in the playoffs. Phoenix has won the Western Conference. I think there are eight games up on Memphis. So I see this as being like Miami. You know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. Maybe they don't even see the court in the fourth quarter. They don't care. Welcome to the NBA. They don't care if they win or lose. They'd rather just rest. So stay away here. Um, if anything, I would lean Phoenix because who knows? Maybe they do actually play their guys even fresh, but I don't think they do. Last game of the night on the board is the Oklahoma City Thunder travel to the L.A. Lakers. For L.A., uh, the big two are listed as out. I actually thought LeBron would play this game because he needs to think, play two more games to qualify for the scoring title. Uh, but AD and LeBron are out. Carmelo Anthony's out. Westbrook is out. And Oklahoma City has everybody out too. Basically, Dort, Favors, Giddy, Gilgis, Alexander, Ty Jerome, Cranman, they're all out. So who plays? I'm not sure. Someone has to score in this game. Um... Surprise the Lakers. Lakers opened up five and a half. It's now at five. 
anything, I'd probably lean OKC. They seem to be able to put up some games with this this list of reserves, and these guys have been playing for a few weeks now, whereas LA is going to be a little bit more of a mishmash of a lineup. Uh, but not on this game either. So not on any games. It's, there's just too much uncertainty. Teams I like, good games that I think should be good games may not because um, in the case of Miami and in the case of Phoenix, they may just rest their players and watch Utah run all over Phoenix and watch Atlanta run all over Miami. Conversely, maybe they don't. Maybe they play their players to keep them fresh and they're actually good tight games down at the end. So can't really be on any of those games. Going to watch a couple, uh, but going to avoid the boards for them. Break and when I get back, I'm going to hit major league. There's 12 games in MLB today, and gonna hit all those and a quick run through the ice. Welcome back on the diamond major league baseball opening day number two. 12 more games, most are opening days, some are a double dip from yesterday, or second game of the season for yesterday. So let's get right to it. We have the Red Sox traveling to New York to face the Yankees. You could get the Red Sox at plus 155 and the Yankees at minus 180. And I was on the Red Sox at plus 155. Nathan Evaldi starting versus Garrett Cole. Uh, I like Garrett Cole better. I like the Yankees lineup. I don't necessarily like the Yankees lineup better. The Red Sox have a great lineup. I just think opening day, Evaldi has pitched fairly well uh, in the past. And Red Sox have a very strong veteran lineup. So if anybody can get the Cole, they could. Uh, plus 155, happy to take that. Next game sees Chicago at Detroit. You can get the White Sox at minus 135 or Detroit at plus 115. Uh, not on this game. I like the Sox in general. I like the Sox to win the a, um, AL Central, uh, but a little too close for me. And uh, I think I think Chicago will win and just not going to be on this game. Next game of the day sees the Oakland A's. Travel to Philadelphia. The A's are plus 175 in a money line, and Phillies minus 210, total 8.5. I'm actually on Oakland, catching 175. Freddie Montas is starting for them. Aaron Nola is starting for Phillies. Now, I know Oakland sold off a lot of their players, and they are definitely in rebuild mode, but Freddie Montas can be a very good pitcher. And I think if he can hold Oakland down, pardon me, if he can hold Philly down through five or six innings, neither, neither pitcher is going to go more than that. Um, and keep them in the game. They have a little stronger bullpen, I think, than Philly. And, you know, all it takes is scratch out one or two runs. And if Philly can't generate any offense, although they have a very strong offense, especially with the addition of Schwarber and Castellanos, I think that Oakland might be able to sneak out this win. And a plus 175, definitely on the large. Uh, with Freddie Montas on the line, I'm on the, I'm on the big um, money line with them. Next game sees Baltimore travel to Tampa. The last year's class of the AL East and the bottom feeders of the AL East matchup. We have John Means starting for Baltimore at plus 165. We have Shane McClanahan for the Rays at minus 185. Total here is 7.5. As you can see by the total, it's expected to be a bit of a pitcher's duel. And John Means is the one, I think, legitimate starter that the O's have. Now, he struggled a little bit last year, but I think he was hurt. I think he had some personal... Um, Family issues away from the field that took away from him. That might have been at the end of last year. But anyways, he had, he, had a, he had an odd year. And I'm looking for a bit of a bounce back from him. Not from the O's. I have the O's in Pittsburgh, the two worst teams in baseball. However, I think he can go in and shut down Tampa. And if he can't start, I'm not saying he will. But if he can shut down Tampa, where it's a very good chance he, he could. Keep it close for, again, five or six innings. 
and all of a sudden it's a bullpen game. Now the Rays win the starting pitching. There's part the Rays don't necessarily win the starting pitching battle as much as McClanahan is a good pitcher. I think he's pitched about 125, 130 innings in his career. Uh, he's prone to giving up home runs, and the Orioles do have a couple big bats in their lineup. So he misses one or two pitches. The O's keep it close. Means keeps him in the game at plus 165. I'm happy to take that money line. You know, straight up, I think the Rays win, but at plus 165. I'm on the O's. And as you can tell from my plays yesterday and my plays today, that's where I'm looking to start the Major League Baseball season at big plus money lines. There's just too much variance. I think I stated yesterday, I stated it wrong, that uh, even the worst team wins a third of the games. Even the worst team in baseball win about 40% of their games. The best teams only win about 60. So most teams are probably somewhere in the 45 to 55% they win uh, of their games they will win. And when you're catching big numbers, so the O's are terrible, but they're still going to win um, 58 to 60, 62 games this year, I think. So when you're catching a number like that with their best pitcher out there, that's why I'm willing to back a team like Baltimore. Next game is the Dodgers travel to Colorado to play the Rockies. Walker Buehler is on the mound for L.A., and you can get them at minus 220. Kyle Freeland is on the mound for Colorado, and you can get them at plus 180. And I'm actually on the Rockies here at plus 180 for all the reasons I just mentioned above. Uh, just a big line. You're in Colorado. Who knows what's going to happen? This line's at 11.5. The total's at 11.5. I don't think they get there, but um, – the Rockies do have some good, solid veteran hitters. They added uh, Chris Bryant this year. They lost Trevor Story, but they added Chris Bryant, who's in the number two hole. So he's going to provide some solid defense and some good offense. Kyle Freeland does not match up with Walker Buehler. But again, if he can get them through five or six innings or four or five innings, and who knows, who knows what happens in Colorado to Buehler, to any pitcher, really. Again, straight up, I think Dodgers are the better team, better pitching, better hitting. And should probably win, but a plus 180 money line. The Rockies are a much better team at home. They were dreadful on the road last year, but they were solid at home. He saw you know, a 500-ish team at home, I think. A little under 500, but they were dreadful on the road. So happy to take the plus 180 money line here. Next game of the night is Seattle. And we have the um, Seattle Mariners with Robbie Ray, their newfound star, their newfound lefty. Came over from Toronto Blue Jays. On the mound, you can get them at plus 105. You have the Twins with Ryan on the mound. You can get them at minus 125. Total here is 7.5, so expect any pitcher's duel. If anything, I'd actually look the over here. Uh, you can get it at minus 125. Robbie Ray on the mound, the Twins, um, plus 105. I'm not on the side of either uh, of this game at all. But if anything, I would look up. might take a look a little later. Uh, over plus over seven and a half. That's a pretty low line. Robbie Ray had a good year last year for sure. I think he probably pitched a little over his head, so it might be some regression. And Joe Ryan is a decent pitcher, uh, but I think Seattle's got a pretty decent lineup and should be able to get them. Could both teams score three or four runs? Yes. Then you're at that seven seven and a half line. Can one of them put up five or six? Yes. Then you're easily over. Next game of the night, I am on. Miami travels to San Francisco to face the Giants. Miami starts Sandy Alcantara. You can get them at plus one thirty. And the Giants start Logan Webb at minus 150. And if you followed my trend so far, I'm pretty sure you know what side I'm on here. And yes, that is Alcantara and Miami at plus 130. First of all, straight up, I think Alcantara is a better pitcher than Webb. Webb had a good year last year. Still not completely, but, but everybody in San Francisco had a good year last year. I'm still not completely sold that he is their ace or, or an ace. They lost Kevin Gosman. 
is he going to replace him? I don't think so. I hope he has a good year. I think he will have a decent year, but not a great year. Sandy Alcantara is one of the up-and-comers, I believe, in baseball. So straight up, I think it's a better pitching matchup. Hitting, uh, it's not that far off either. When you look at the Giants lineup, when you get down to the bottom four and three or four batters, they are pretty soft, uh, I believe. So anyways, uh, I think Alcantara is a better pitcher. I think the Marlins have an equally strong lineup. And catching plus 130, I'm all over the fish. Next game, we see the Mets. They're postponed to opener from yesterday. Yeah, pardon me. They're, po- they're po- not postponed opener, but Scherzer was pushed back from yesterday is what I meant to say. So the Mets have Max Scherzer starting at minus 160. Nationals have John Gray at plus 140. Total here, eight and a half. Um, I would – Scherzer has a – Odd reputation, not doing well on opening day, as I recall. I don't have the stats to back that up. More of an anecdotal comment, but uh, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily on the Nats. I'm not on this game yet. I'm definitely leaning towards pulling the trigger with the Nats at uh, plus 140. I don't, you know, John Gray, see how he does. He's finally out of Colorado. He can have a bit of a run. I'm not sure he's going to refine the prospect pedigree now that he's left the Mile High City. But again, he throws a decent outing, four or five. Innings, they've got some very solid bats in the middle of that order in Washington, a little weaker in the bottom end. And you can get to Scherzer for a couple mistakes. He is prone to throwing, throwing home run balls. The fact of the matter is, though, he rarely has guys on base, uh, so he doesn't usually get crushed. Um, but the Nats at plus 140 is likable. I'm just not there yet. The next game, we see Texas travel to Toronto. These teams opened last season, I believe, in Texas, so they flipped the script here, and they're opening this season in Toronto. Um, sorry. Yeah, for Texas, Gray starts. Uh, you have him. I said John Gray at Washington. Sorry, I've got John Gray on Texas. I've got the wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Got the wrong pitcher going there. Uh, John Gray is on Texas, and he is finally out of Colorado. Plus one forty-five in the money line, and you've got. Jose Barrios for the Jays, minus 165. Total here is nine and a half. You always get a higher total at the Rogers Center. And the Jays are one of the best offensive lineups in baseball, but I'm still not sold on Barrios. He's been inconsistent the last couple of years. He does not seem to be progressing in the right direction, although he does still show flashes of brilliance. So I see why he's favored. I see why he's their opening day starter. But the Rangers have improved their lineup. Obviously, they got Marcus Semyon from the Jays. He's now playing second, hitting second. They got Corey Seager from the Dodgers. He's playing short, hitting third. Uh, the bottom half of their lineup isn't super strong, but they have improved offensively. be interesting to see how well Gray does. I just think at plus 145, which is what I'm on, uh, Williams take the Rangers. They've got a few bats in that lineup, and if they can get the Barrios, all of a sudden um, – all of a sudden, this total sales over nine and a half. Um, but I think both teams have the ability to score against opposing pitchers. So plus 145, happy to back the Rangers. The next game of the night sees the rematch of yesterday, Cincinnati Reds with San Martin on the mound, are plus 165, and the Braves start Charlie Morton at minus 185. As per usual, I'm not on this game yet. I have to do a little more research, but I would be on the Reds at plus 165. I like Morton. I like Morton a lot. Um and that might be the reason I stay away from this. And the Reds, I mean, the Reds are the Reds. They're they're going to be, I think, the bottom of their division, and the Braves are going to be winning the NL East. So this is clearly Braves' better team, Braves' better pitching, but plus 165 is a pretty juicy line. Total 8.5. I'd actually go over this. Uh, I think the Braves have the ability to put up some runs, 
and the Reds can get to Morton uh, for a couple of runs, and all of a sudden you're looking at a couple, more than a couple, but you're looking at that eight and a half. Next game of the night is second game of the season for these teams as well. Houston is with Odorizzi on the mound, plus 105 against the Angels and their prospect, Reed Detmers, minus 125. I think I'm going to go again with the Astros. I went with them yesterday at plus 105. You get the Astros at plus money. I think people are sleeping on the Astros. Everybody loves to hate on them for the previous scandal. Everybody loves to hate on them because they've been so good for so long. But they're a damn good team. Notorizzi is not a star, but he can throw up four or five innings, which, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if he went three or four. Not not quite an opener, but a little more than an opener uh, today. And then they get to their solid bullpen. So I think I'm going to be the Astros. I am going to be on the Astros at plus 105. Final game of the night is second game for both these teams as well. Padres feature their newly acquired Sean Manaya, Manaya, and he is minus 140 in the money line. The Diamondbacks go with Carson Kelly, uh, or sorry, with Kelly, who's plus 120. And I like the Diamondbacks. They pulled out the win yesterday. Manaya, wow, that sounded like a little song I was saying. Manaya is a good pitcher, and I think that was a good deal, great deal to get him. But Kelly pitched well this spring, uh, Merrill Kelly. He pitched well this spring, and I think he has the ability uh, to go into San Diego and get another win for the Diamondbacks. Wouldn't that be a surprise if they came in with two two straight wins to start the season? Total in this game is 9.5. Total in the Astros and Angels game before is 9.5. Uh, that just shows I don't think either of those games, they're thinking they have the greatest of pitching. But um, I would look to the under maybe in this, and I might be back in the Diamondbacks at plus 120. So a few games have been on. And uh, should be a great opening day. I think I'm on one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to be on seven when I add the Astros and maybe eight. So we'll see how that goes. Next up is the NHL. We've got five games on the ice. I'm not on any, but there are some interesting games. Starting off with Boston and Tampa. This should be a great game. The Bruins have been flying. You get them on the road at plus 135. Tampa at home minus 155. The total is six. I looked at the Bruins. I think plus 135, the way they're playing, Tampa's been Tampa's a good team. They haven't been playing great lately, and Boston's been flying. So I would, I might might pull the trigger on that, but I would look at the Bruins plus 135. Then you've got Buffalo at plus 375, Florida Panthers minus 500. And the Sabres announced just moments ago that they have uh, officially signed their number one draft, number one overall draft pick, Owen Power, and he's leaving the University of Michigan. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's, as they lost yesterday in the Frozen Four, the um, Semifinals, they're not making the championship game. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's dressed tonight. It's in Florida. Maybe not tonight, but uh, he could get down there quickly. Bruins plus 370. Pardon me. The Sabres plus 375. The Panthers minus 500. The total is seven on this. Um, the Sabres have been playing, like I said the other day, great in the sense that not great hockey, but they've been playing that they're not giving up. And I love seeing this. They're playing the spoiler role in pro, pro, pro sports. The NBA needs to take this page and put it in their playbook. Don't just pack it in and give up and bench everybody and play a bunch of scrubs. The Sabres are fighting hard. So plus 375, I don't think they pull it out against Florida, but the way they're playing, maybe they get power in the lineup, a little excited boost for them. Probably some value there. Next game sees the Islanders travel to Carolina to play the Hurricanes. You can get the Isles plus 155, Hurricanes minus 175. Total is this, in this game is five and a half. I'd be on the Canes, but playing 175 is just way too much, so this is a stay away from me. 
Colorado, the high-flying ass, travel to Winnipeg. You can get Colorado minus 195, and you can get Winnipeg plus 165. Total here is 6.5. I was looking at doing a same game parlay of the abs minus 185 and over six and a half at minus 105. Um, bookmakers are obviously trying to get you to take that over. Um, but six and a half is a few too many. I think Colorado wins. I think Colorado could score four on their own. Question is, can Winnipeg get the three? Or does Colorado, you know, if it's close, four or three game, maybe an empty netter. Uh, but six and a half is a few too many. Final game of the night on the ice sees the Minnesota Wild travel to St. Louis. This is basically a coin flip. You have both teams at minus 110, total of six. The Blues have woken up. They were struggling through March, um, you know, up and up one game, down the next. And the Wild are a much better team at home, but they've been decent on the road. So this game is a coin flip, and in my mind, it's a coin flip as well. And the total of six, I'm not sure. I would probably lean to the under. I think St. Louis has probably woken up and played. Uh, starting to play better defense. So if anything, I would lean to the Blues at home, minus 110, and I would lean to the under of uh, under six, but you get that at plus 110. So clearly the book's trying to get you to bite on that as well. So uh, five games on the ice. I'm not on any. I do lean towards Boston at plus 135, and I do lean towards St. Louis at minus 110, but not touching those. So before I go, I do want to mention a couple of partners we have here. One is Manscaped.com. If you go to Manscaped.com, use the code HOOPBALL20, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. And also, if you're looking for another sports book, check out our bookie, our buddies at MyBookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So hope everybody's enjoying the silly season in the NBA the start of an exciting season in Major League Baseball and the drive to the playoffs in the NHL. Going to be a great night of sports tonight. Hope everybody enjoyed my recap of the boards and good luck to you in any of the picks you have out there and we will catch you probably on Monday. Monday.